Book Five, Chapter Two of Les Miserables, translated by Isabel F. Hapgood. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For further information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Joel Portinga. Les Miserables by Victor Hugo, Book Five, The Descent, Chapter Two, Madeleine. He was a man about fifty years of age, who had a preoccupied air, and who was good. That was all that could be said about him. Thanks to the rapid progress of the industry which he had so admirably reconstructed, Montreuil-sur-Mer had become a rather important centre of trade. Spain, which consumes a good deal of black jet, made enormous purchases there each year. Montreuil-sur-Mer almost rivalled London and Berlin in this branch of commerce. Father Madeleine's profits were such that at the end of the second year he was able to erect a large factory in which there were two vast workrooms, one for the men and the other for women. Anyone who was hungry could present himself there and was sure of finding employment and bread. Father Madeleine required of the men good will and of the women pure morals and of all probity. He had separated the workrooms in order to separate the sexes and so that the women and girls might remain discreet. On this point he was inflexible. It was the only thing in which he was in a manner intolerant. He was all the more firmly set on this severity, since Montreuil-sur-Mer, being a garrison town, opportunities for corruption abounded. However, his coming had been a boon, and his presence was a godsend. Before Father Madeleine's arrival, everything had languished in the country. Now everything lived with a healthy life of toil. A strong circulation warmed everything and penetrated everywhere. Slack seasons and wretchedness were unknown. There was no pocket so obscure that it had not a little money in it, no dwelling so lowly that there was not some little joy within it. Father Madeleine gave employment to everyone. He exacted but one thing. Be an honest man. Be an honest woman. As we have said, in the midst of this activity, of which he was the cause and the pivot, Father Madeleine made his fortune, but a singular thing in a simple man of business, it did not seem as though that were his chief care. He appeared to be thinking much of others, and little of himself. In 1820 he was known to have a sum of 630,000 francs lodged in his name with Lafitte, but before reserving these 630,000 francs, he had spent more than a million for the town and its poor. The hospital was badly endowed. He founded six beds there. Montreuil-sur-Mer is divided into the upper and the lower town. The lower town, in which he lived, had but one school, a miserable hovel, which was falling to ruin. He constructed two, one for girls, the other for boys. He allotted a salary from his own funds to the two instructors, a salary twice as large as their meagre official salary, and one day he said to someone who expressed surprise, the two prime functionaries of the state are the nurse and the schoolmaster. He created at his own expense an infant school, a thing then almost unknown in France, and a fund for aiding old and infirm workmen. As his factory was a centre, a new quarter, in which there were a good many indigent families, rose rapidly around him, he established there a free dispensary. At first, when they watched his beginnings, the good souls said, He's a jolly fellow who means to get rich. When they saw him enriching the country before he enriched himself, the good souls said, 
he is an ambitious man this seemed all the more probable since the man was religious and even practised his religion to a certain degree a thing which was very favourably viewed at that epoch he went regularly to low mass every sunday the local deputy who nosed out all rivalry everywhere soon began to grow uneasy over this religion this deputy had been a member of the legislative body of the empire and shared the religious ideas of a father of the oratoire known under the name of fouche duc d'entrante whose creature and friend he had been he indulged in gentle raillery at god with closed doors but when he beheld the wealthy manufacturer madeleine going to low mass at seven o'clock he perceived in him a possible candidate and resolved to outdo him he took a jesuit confessor and went to high mass and to vespers ambition was at that time in the direct acceptation of the word a race to the steeple the poor profited by this terror as well as the good god for the honourable deputy also founded two beds in the hospital which made twelve nevertheless in eighteen nineteen a rumour one morning circulated through the town to the effect that on the representations of the prefect and in consideration of the services rendered by him to the country father madeleine was to be appointed by the king mayor of montreuil sur mer those who had pronounced this newcomer to be an ambitious fellow seized with delight on this opportunity which all men desire to exclaim there what did we say all montreuil sur mer was in an uproar the rumour was well founded several days later the appointment appeared in the moniteur on the following day father madeleine refused in the same year of eighteen nineteen the products of the new process invented by madeleine figured in the industrial exhibition when the jury made their report the king appointed the inventor a chevalier of the legion of honour a fresh excitement in the little town well so it was the cross that he wanted father madeleine refused the cross decidedly this man was an enigma the good souls got out of their predicament by saying after all he is some sort of an adventurer we have seen that the country owed much to him the poor owed him everything he was so useful and he was so gentle that the people had been obliged to honour and respect him his workmen in particular adored him and he endured this adoration with a sort of melancholy gravity when he was known to be rich people in society bowed to him and he received invitations in the town he was called in town monsieur madeleine his workmen and the children continued to call him father madeleine and that was what was most adapted to make him smile in proportion as he mounted throve invitations rained down upon him society claimed him for its own the prim little drawing-rooms on montreuil sur mer which of course had at first been closed to the artisan opened both leaves of their folding doors to the millionaire they made a thousand advances to him he refused this time the good gossips had no trouble he is an ignorant man of no education no one knows where he came from he would not know how to behave in society it has not been absolutely proved that he knows how to read when they saw him making money they said he's a man of business when they saw him scattering his money about they said he is an ambitious man when he was seen to decline honours they said he is an adventurer when they saw him repulse society they said he is a brute in eighteen twenty five years after his arrival in montreuil sur mer the services which he had rendered to the district were so dazzling 
the opinion of the whole country round about was so unanimous that the king again appointed him mayor of the town he again declined but the prefect resisted his refusal all the notabilities of the place came to implore him the people in the street besought him the urging was so vigorous that he ended by accepting it was noticed that the thing which seemed chiefly to bring him to a decision was the almost irritated apostrophe addressed to him by an old woman of the people who called to him from her threshold in an angry way a good mayor is a useful thing is he drawing back before the good which he can do this was the third phase of his ascent father madeleine had become monsieur madeleine monsieur madeleine had become monsieur le maire End of chapter 2